What's so funny? <laughs> Why, Friday Follies, of course, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs> the following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Released October 23rd, 2018. Bells in the Battery presents episode number 200. A historic milestone in the history of this podcast. An episode that will never be forgotten. With special guest stars, Lady Gaga, Prince Harry, oh, the cast of Hamilton, stop. Denzel Washington. Wait, 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 Mr. Bell, what's all this about? Come on, Arnie, it's the 200th episode. Let's make it big. You already had your 200th episode. No, I didn't. Yes, you did, Mr. Bell. I remember trying to stay awake during the whole thing. I haven't had a 200th episode. This is the 200th episode. Where are my guest stars? We had to send them home, Mr. Bell, because this isn't your 200th episode. But I got Lady Goo Goo's autograph. That's Gaga. Not Goo Goo? No! No wonder she wrote what she did in my autograph book. Can I see it? No. Can we get back to the 200th episode? Sure, just bring it up in your podcast feed and listen to it again. Although I don't recommend that. All right, all right, look, I'll prove to you that we haven't had a 200th episode. Let me bring up Libsyn here and click on previous episodes and... Son of a gun. Told ya. I don't even know what some of these words mean. What words? And what Lady Goo Goo wrote in my autograph book. That's Gaga! Guys, guys... If we've already had the 200th episode, and I can't do everything I planned, what can we do for this episode? Hmm, that's, uh, that's a good question there, Mr. Bell. I could tell some of my favorite jokes. Are they suitable for a family audience? How about haikus? We could do haikus. Brad's the idiot. Always with dumb ideas. He should just shut up. That was a haiku, wasn't it? Yes. Let's not do any more of those. Okay, guys, we are on the internet. Uh The digital repository of all the knowledge in the world. We have access to pretty much anything you can think of. We can create anything the imagination can conceive. So let's do that. Let's do something daring and new and highly technical. Like Like what? what? Let's listen to a 1930s broadcast of Tarzan. Yeah! Yeah, I'll get the wax cylinder player. I'll get the popcorn. Let me just slide that cylinder on here. Crank her up. Tarzan! 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 And we let her rip! Again we bring you another chapter of Edgar Rice Burroughs' amazing history of Tarzan of the Apes. The astounding record of a Superman... I thought Clark Kent was Superman. And did he cut a record? ...who became the master of beasts. Master of beats? That gets to the root of the problem. Less than 30 seconds into the show and I'm already borscht. And the mighty monarch of the African jungle. He's a mighty monarch. A cookie king. A randy ruler. By the grace of a kindly god and the tender care of his foster mother, Kayla. Kayla! (laughs) She's my mama from the trees, Kayla! She's got a lot of fleas, Kayla. At whose breast the little son of Lord and Lady Greystoke was nourished. Did I mess up our G rating? Tarzan grew to young manhood. That's better than shrinking to old babyhood. From his natural parents, he had inherited fineness and intelligence. Instead of money in the car. And from his foster mother, Kayla. Kayla! And the ape tribe. Is an ape tribe like a diatribe? I get that vibe. He had acquired tremendous strength. Amazing agility and animal cunning. Which he uses to pick fleas off his pals. And some 20 years since his abduction, we find Tarzan swinging through the jungle. Don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Do I, 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 do I? A young man, 
splendid both in his youth and manhood. Anybody going to take that one? No. no. Carelessly, Tarzan's body swings from branch to branch. While his mind wanders elsewhere. There's an easy grace about his perilous leaps and accurate catches. Playing center field. As he progresses from limb to limb. Branch to branch. Tree trunk to tree trunk. <laughs> which suggests both the assurance of the ape and the flowing rhythmic grace of a trained trapeze artist. <laughs> Executing an often rehearsed feat of Derek. Why would he execute his feet? Their smell was murder. Tarzan is off on a holiday. He booked his trip on Hot Vine. No, Jungleosity. No, it was Trivago. He's returning to the one place in the entire jungle that is his own. Darkest Africa? Lightest Africa. Heaviest Africa. A place he had discovered long ago. Along with his belly button. A tiny hut. Hut one, hut two, hike. On the shore of the great water. That sure is great water. It has taken him many years to learn... A little flub there. ...how to manipulate the odd mechanical thing which had swung open to him the door of that hut. Turn the knob, Tarzan. Not with your teeth! Which he would have been surprised to learn was the home of his mother and father. They lived on a door? And his birthplace. And as a baby, he was adorable. However, the door of that hut had opened to him more than the interior of the rude cabin. Did he say rude cabin? The rude cabin. Yep. How can a cabin be rude? Maybe it was just surly. No, I think it was pretty late. Which Lord Greystoke had built for his wife and son. And neither of them helped. It had taught him... That he was an M-A-M. M-A-M? Ma'am? I think he said M-A-M. The candy or the band? I always buy band candy. Not an A-P-E. He put out an A-P-B? What is this, a spelling bee? It had taught him to read and write. Oh, wait a minute, the cabin taught him to read and write? The cabin in the woods? Maybe it was a cabin in the Evelyn Woods. For hour after hour, year after year. Decade after decade. Eon after eon. Ooh, Eon Musk? He had poured over the first primer which he found there. What did he pour over it? His milk, maybe? With plenty of Bosco. But perhaps more important to his physical being and survival, it had given him access to the hunting knife which hung at his side. Until it went hunting. Go hunting, knife! Bring us back some M&Ms. And Bosco. And the locket which dangled from his throat. Ow! He could strangle from that dangle. Occasionally, Tarzan left the ape tribe and ventured to his hut near the seashore. This is hunt by the sea, by, by the, the beautiful sea! sea. And now he's making his way there. Is the way ready yet? I'm making it. I'm making it. Hold your horses. It's late afternoon. And later than you think. Why is your watch so? The sun of a dying day is filtering through the dank foliage of the trees. The day is dying. I didn't know it was sick. We should have sent a card. To make an intricate pattern of onyx and gold. Onyx? Onyx? What is onyx? Well, if you had two of them, it'd be bionyx. I'll be quiet. On the spongy mold on the ground beneath. Is that spongy mold? Actually, it's a moldy sponge. <laughs> the jungle is reverberant with sound. The chatter of monkeys, the singing of birds, and the occasional growling and snarling of the larger animal. That would be your generic larger animal. The label on the side says animal, comma, larger. Packaged by weight, some contents may settle during shipping. As they make their imperial way to the water hole. Not the alcohol. Tarzan is happy. <laughs> happy as a schoolboy on a holiday. Swinging along his tireless, arboreal way, he inhales that dank, pungent smell of the jungle with boyish delight. Hey, you! And the grim grandeur... Say that five times fast. The poisonous 
poisonous beauty of the jungle fills his soul. Poisonous beauty? Sounds like my first wife. With a feeling for which the ape language has no name. Well, let's give it a name. How about Glumpy? Snurfle. Plodulous. Ungulated. Plachu. Nikto. Meanwhile, yes? off the West African coast, a small tramp steamer is plying her way through a placid sea. What's a tramp steamer? It's a hobo that takes wrinkles out of your clothes. In the tiny salon of the ship are four people. In the tiny what of the ship? In the tiny salon of the ship are four people. Silo? Cyclone? Cylon! Professor Porter? Harry Porter? No, I think he's bald. An old savant who exists in the present but lives in the archaeological past? He has a time machine! What period did you visit, Professor? Triassic! Only tried it. Asic is terrible. Now we know who made a Mesozoic. His daughter, Jane. Her brother, Dick. Their dog, Spot. Their cat named Puff. A beautiful girl. And the rest. Whose charm is not only that of beauty but of wholesome loveliness and intelligence. Her charm? Whose charm... Charm? Maybe it's chum. I think it's Chim. Chim. Of these charms, the young man of the group is fully aware. I am now fully aware. He is William Cecil Clayton. Well, you can't blame that on us. A young Englishman, typical of the blonde, blue-eyed Oxford gentleman. As opposed to Oxford shoes. And eldest son of Lord... Ah, you forgot his name. Keep your thumb next to your lines. You won't lose your place. The other man in the salon is the captain of the ship. Who says... What are you reading, Father? Uh, 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 Yes, of course, my dear, of course. (laughs) I asked you what you were reading. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, A book, Jane. Duh. Uh, One of those dusty ones that you persist in believing gives me my he fever. He's got he fever. I got she fever. It's called Africa Cristana. Uh, Mochili wrote it in 1816. Only 1816? Mark down for 2195. What did you say? (laughs) Oh, go on with your reading, Father. We won't disturb you anymore. You're disturbed enough already. We're almost there, aren't we, Captain Tracy? Check your two-way wrist radio. Captain Tracy, not Dick Tracy. I beg your pardon? I said Captain Tracy, not Dick Tracy. He's talking to Jane, Brad. Oh, carry on. Well, honestly, I don't know which is the worst. You or Father. Me or Father? He's talking to Dick Tracy. That's Captain Tracy. Well, one thing about working for this show... It's enough to give a person an inferiority complex. You, you said, said it. it. Hey. I'm the only one aboard that seems to find me most fascinating. You're forgetting me, aren't you? What makes you think you're so fascinating, Bob? Well, one could never forget anyone so gallant. What does gallant mean? In this context, I'd say stuck up. Really? Brad, you're so gallant. But really, Captain... A person would think that you were bedding down with all the worries of the world. Uh, e. I. Oh, you. Not all of them, Miss Porter, but I'm afraid I have my share. Oh, really? What? Mm, merely a matter of ship's discipline. Uh, the ship doesn't listen to me and doesn't do what I tell it to do. The ship should stand in the corner. Has the ship done something really bad? Uh, nothing really important, I hope. Well, that's good. Thanks, Martin, but I'd like to see you tell yeah, what kind of discipline is this, Newton? You bringing me more figs? Coming in without knocking. Take off your cap. Yes, sir. Now take off your shoes. Yes, sir. And take off whatever that thing is that's hanging on your ear. Yes, sir. Sorry, me lighting. Well, well, what is it? What is it? It's an earring, sir. That's what's hanging on me ear. I guess that makes sense. Don't ever let him know I told you, sir. 
It's give me alive. That's what they do, sir. It's give me alive. They must really dislike earrings. What are you talking about? That's, That's what, what we'd, we'd like, like to know. know. Mutiny, sir. Down below deck, sir. Mm. They're all in the forecastle, sir. Uh, mutiny. Mutiny. Deliberate, vindictive, insane at his base. But mutiny is charged. Was that Captain Kirk? I thought it was Captain Tracy. Mr. Christian. The mutiny. Isn't there some law about that? Mutiny. I smelled it coming. Sorry, that was me. Burritos. That rotten crew we shipped its head. Okay, wait, I got that rotten crew. What was right after that? That rotten crew we shipped its head. Would shift his head? Would be in the ship's head? Would ship his head, maybe. How much postage would that take? My compliments to Mr. Yon, Newton. And to the chef. Tell him to report to me at once. Here, I'll batter those deck guys down in their hats and scuttle them like rats. Whatever the heck that means. Take pardon, sir, but it's the first thing you have to leave me, Newton, sir. He's down in the glory hole talking to him now. Oh. He's down in the glory hole? Isn't that a bar in New Orleans? I think it's a donut shop. Oh, yes, Is there anything I can do, sir? Yeah, don't worry, Clayton. I'll clean this affair up in a minute. You keep Miss Porter and the professor from being frightened. Keep him away from your high school yearbook. All that polyester will give you nightmares. Beg pardon, sir. I'd better get below before they miss me. Before they nick at you? Nick Fury? Nick and Nora? Saint Nick? Nick Danger? Nick Nolte? Nick Alodian? Nick Alas Okay, you win. And just in the nick of time. Go below, then, and save your skin. Put a nice aloe cream on it. Thank you, sir. Mr. Crazy. Mr. Crazy? No, he said Mr. Tracy. I heard crazy. You hear everything crazy, but I still say he said crazy. Bet you Nickley said Tracy. You're on. Play it back. Mr. Crazy. Son of a gun. Here you go. You'll find two automatics in the drawer of that desk. And two standard shifts in the closet. You'll take one and come with me? Certainly. Uh, what am I going to use? <laughs> Good Lord. It's Newton. Newton? Again, our G rating is in peril. Come on, Clayton. Right over. Uh, what's the matter? Is the door stuck? That's nothing. We're barred in. <laughs> Could you repeat that, please? <laughs> I thought it sounded familiar. While the voyagers from the world outside are at the mercy of a mutinous crew. Probably. Looks like it. They're doomed. Miles away. Tarzan is hanging from a tree branch. No, they killed Tarzan. No, 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 Arnie, he wasn't hanging by his neck. He wasn't? No, probably by his feet. Overlooking a clearing in the forest. How can you overlook a clearing? Yeah, they're pretty big. And sees the beginning of a jungle tragedy. The chimps are performing Hamlet. Sabor the lioness is dozing. Me, 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 me. Surrounded by her happy family. We. One of her cubs wanders beneath the tree that hides Ista. The snake. Are you sure it was one of the cubs? Maybe it was a Cleveland Indian. And what was the name of the snake? Ista. So, Ista snake named Ista? <laughs> the silent, strangling horror of the jungle. Ista, hungry and alert, drops part of her great and snarling length down from the branch and circles the cub, draws it up into the tree to slowly force it down into a constricting being by the undulating, torturous contraction of those great ring muscles. Wow, that's like watching Brad eat a hot dog. Sabor, the lioness, awakes to the danger with a snarl of mingled rage and anguish, hurls herself with a terrific leap to rescue her cub. She misses. Again and again, she leaps from a frantic effort to reach the snake. Her roar shreds the chaotic monotone of the jungle into tatters. So what you're saying is you can shred a monotone into tatters. Yes, yes, that's correct. That doesn't make any sense. Sabor's bestial anguish moves Tarzan to pity. Oh, those poor monotone tatters. He falls forward, Whoops. giving himself a tremendous impetus with his legs and catapults himself through the air. It's a tremendous leap. Superhuman. He falls through the air with the latest of pleas. He's leaping for the end of Sister's tail. If he makes it... He may not be able to cling to that slimy, lashing length. Wait a minute. Are snakes' tails slimy? Oh, if they are, I'll listen to more of them. And we'll fall to the infuriated beast below. He won't make it. He won't. He does. He, he won't. won't. He does. He does. All, All right. right. Sheesh. He slips. He slips. He holds. 
His weight nearly jerks Hister loose from the bench. Like lightning. He hits a left, a right, a left to the body. A hard uppercut. Now Tarzan has the lion's tail. It's not quite as slimy as a snake's tail, though. Oh, no, he's been thrown out of the ring. Ooh. And now, round two. He's hanging close enough to the ground to be in the vicious leap. He pulls himself up to the branch. The tip of one of Sable's claws cuts a tiny gash in his heel. He stands on the branch, gathers himself for a leap. Oh! He's the scene with body, slaps it up around his waist, tightens. Then slowly, commences to draw him up to the branch above, where it's going to hold him. This guy sure likes to listen to himself talk, I tell you what. Yeah, I noticed that. Cause and struggles terrifically, but slowly... Slowly feels himself being drawn. He's having a caricature made. Tarzan's mind races. I'm racing, I'm racing. With a great effort, he unwinds the grass rope around his waist. Snatches the long hunting knife from its sheath and plunges it into the narrow part of the reptile's tail. The snake writhes, but doesn't lose its hold. Hastily, Tarzan works the blade through the resisting muscle strength until the handle protrudes at one end and the blade at the other. The serpent agony has caused it to lose the distance it's gained in drawing Tarzan to the branch on which it lies. She just say he pulled him closer. I think this guy gets paid by the word. Tarzan is on the level with the branch from which he's drawn. Well, at least Tarzan is on the level. He'd never make any politics. Thirdly, he ties the rope above the knife, letting it slide down the snake's body until the knife keeps it from slipping. Is anybody visualizing that? I'm having trouble visualizing that. Well, the snake is sliding on the... No, the knife is sliding on the... No, the, the rope is... Uh... Yeah, me too. Then, wishing like a madman. Wait, wishing like a madman? I wish for a peanut the size of a rocket Gibraltar. I wish my big toe would stop telling me to do weird things. He snubs the rope around the branch. The branch creaks ominously. Yeah. But doesn't break. Oh, man. The pain of pulling against the knife in his body. Try the whole sentence together now. The pain of pulling against the knife in his body makes Hister slowly release its hold on Tarzan. That's better. Unable to let go of the branch above and secure to the one below, the great serpent is all but powerless. Its body is stretched up almost straight. Tarzan climbs up the trunk of the tree, gains the upper branch. The upper branch closes at three. You gotta go to the lower branch. Unless you're using the drive-thru. Ooh, give me a milkshake while you're there. The cub is still struggling feebly. Oh, goodness gracious. Tarzan, still clinging to the tree, extends his legs out. Locks them around the branch and hits his neck in what is known in wrestling as a scissors. I'm gonna take this snake and turn him into a whole bunch of link sausages. That's what I'm gonna put down that chair. Don't hit. Oh. He applies the pressure of those powerful legs. Harder, harder, harder. G rating. Pulling the lion cup from the mouth of the reptile with one free hand. The cup is free. Technically, you gotta buy one cup to get one free. Tarzan swings down, rubs the cup gently on the ground. Ouch. And then up again on the branch before Sabor can furl herself upon him. Sabor, seeing her cup restored, pounces upon it. Mom, don't pounce on me. I... Licking it, turning it over gently, worried. The cup recovers its breath <laughs> and whimpers. Mom, you're a knucklehead. Convinced that her offspring is safe, Sabor turns her attention to the thing up in the tree. Tarzan sits panting. Now, how do you get these pants on again? Tarzan looks down into the baleful eyes and snarling face of Sabor. She's got bales in her eyes? Yeah, she's got hay fever. <laughs> There's an ominous creak. A splittering. The limb under Tarzan is given way. Whoa. He's falling. Whoa. Falling into the Oh, boy. He the small branch. It breaks. Chinese branches. Tarzan punches downward. Downward. Falling to the ground. He breaks the ground. On his head and shoulder, he lies still unconscious. With Tarzan, how can you tell? Did I hear a plug for heading soldiers? Um, isn't the narrative supposed to pick up right after we do our gags? Sorry, guys, that's the end of the episode. Oh, can we hear some more? Maybe someday, but maybe with a narrator with just a little less caffeine in his system. Yeah, I could go Oh, along you with said that. it.
You have been listening to episode 200, 201, 201 of Bells in the Bat Free, copyright 2018 by John Bell Creative, LLC. You know, I think I'd make a pretty good Tarzan. What are you, a wise guy? No, a wise Mueller. <laughs> Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Boy, does he. But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean that itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat-Free gallery. Just go online to thebatfree.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-F-R-Y dot com. And click on Gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalier Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Oh, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises. So when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words, especially his words, go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery. And be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing.